I don't think it really registered how the world and the city would change because I was so wrapped up in third trimester pregnancy until after I came out of the hospital and realized how empty the streets were. I realized that this pandemic was so real. That's when it became really real. Welcome back to NYC Local Guides. I am your host, Jennifer O'Brien, and I interview New Yorkers from creatives to CEOs and everyone in between. For more NYC resources like ebooks and videos, visit nyclocalguides.com. If you've ever wondered what it takes to be a New Yorker or just want to hear some crazy stories, keep listening. This is a Brooklyn bound 2 express train. The next stop is. Pinsy Lei was born in China, raised in Guam, and is now based in the Upper West Side. She worked at a number of startups before founding her own boutique creative agency. Just as COVID-19 cases were escalating in New York, Pinsy went into labor on March 11th and gave birth two days later. She thought she would come late, but she was two weeks earlier than expected. With new hospital visitor rules, and since her parents were forced into a two-week self-quarantine, both of their parents did not meet their grandson in the hospital. Pinsy's birth story was featured in Good Morning America and the New York Post, and I'm so honored to have my friend and new mom, Hero, on the podcast. Welcome. Hi, Jen. I hope you're doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I know it's a busy time, so we are going to keep this podcast short, but I'm so glad to have you. So glad to be on here and to chat with you. Yes, same. Um, So first, do you consider yourself a New Yorker? Definitely. I've been in New York since 2012, which feels like many, many lifetimes ago. Um, Definitely a New Yorker. Lived in multiple different neighborhoods. um, Call New York my home. So, yes. Which was your favorite neighborhood? They all came in different stages of my life. So, my first was in Chelsea. I was there for about two years. It was definitely the party days. And then I I moved to Harlem. (laughs) That was my career-focused days. And now I'm in the Upper West Side, like the lower Upper West Side. And these are like my my family days. I love That's such a good... I like how your different neighborhoods shaped the different stages (laughs) of your life. (laughs) Um, And is your son, Charlie, a New Yorker? He is. I always think it's so cool to meet native New Yorkers, and now he can say that he was born in New York City, one of the, so oh, the best amazing. cities in the world. <laughs> I completely agree. I'm glad we're on the same page. Um, so how do you define a New Yorker? Hmm. How do I define a New Yorker? I think New Yorkers are open-minded. We love trying new things, and we're always out and about, and... We all come from different walks of life and from most of us from other countries and other cities. Um, and we kind of create this melting pot of culture. And yeah, I don't really know, but that's kind of my answer. We come from all no, over the I place like and we love exploring. Yeah, no, I think I think coming from another culture and another place, there's even more appreciation for New York because you fight to get here, you fight to, you know, to survive, to live your dream, to afford it, and it it makes it an even more valuable experience in so many ways. Um, exactly, yeah. it's like the journey yeah. of becoming a New Yorker makes you a New Yorker. 
I completely agree. And some people, they try to like talk about the number of years. And I, I say, you know, not, not, it's not about that. It's really about the experiences. And have you had any like crystallizing experiences where you're like, oh my gosh, like because of that, that moment, I feel like I am a New Yorker. Let me think. Yeah. So I still I, love yeah. doing touristy things, which is kind of the opposite what a lot of New Yorkers <laughs> love. I know New Yorkers will go out of their way to avoid Times Square. I'll actually go out of my way to go through Times Square when I'm in a car <laughs> just to feel awesome. the rush and the excitement of things and to be like among all the city lights and the Broadway banners. That still really excites me. Oh, I love it. No, I think the energy of it is definitely something that will just like, I, I you know, from from the comfort of a car, it's even better. <laughs> it is. Yep. <laughs> yes. And tell me about your journey to New York. Why? Why did you choose to come to New York? So I went to college in the middle of the mountains in northern Massachusetts, and it was such a small town. And I had always thought that I was a city girl, even though I grew up on an island in Guam. I always yes. counted myself as a city girl. So on the weekends during college, I would take like a six to seven hour Peter Pan bus to New York City on my own, find a little hostel um, and just spend the weekend in the city on my own. And I love the energy here. I love the arts like Broadway, musicals, opera, uh, the Philharmonic. So I would come during the weekends during college take a Peter Pan bus that would take like seven hours one way and just enjoy the city on my own. And doing that for the four years that I was in college, it really made me appreciate the city and kind of call the city my second home. So when I graduated, um, I knew that I wanted to live here. So the day after graduation, I packed up a rental car with all of my things and moved here without an apartment and without a job. And I knew I just had to make it happen. That was my journey coming here. I found an Airbnb that I had for a week. And obviously, I could not find an apartment during the week I had the Airbnb. But I had asked the owner if I could leave all my things there. So I was able to store all my things there while I kind of hostel hopped until I found an apartment. And how long did it take you? I think about a month um, and wow. I like subletted a week here and there, kind of moved all over the place until I found a permanent place. Oh, good for you. Really, you know, you found the right one. And then did you have any hor apartment horror stories throughout it? My second apartment, the one in Harlem, I had moved in, repainted my room, cleaned the entire apartment, and then we were evicted, not because of anything we had done, but because of previous tenants. <laughs> So that was what? kind of a horror story. So how would how how'd you how'd you fix it? We talked to the real estate company and got them to give us an apartment down the hall. So the move wasn't very far. It was a very easy move. But it was just the the franticness and the scariness of being evicted and being told that you have to be out within the week. And we were a <sighs> bunch of twenty some year olds that like didn't know what we were doing. That part was really scary. <laughs> That sounds so crazy. Wow. Well, I'm so glad it worked out and you can move down the hall. That's it's amazing. Um, and so so you've built your own business here. Um, do you think you could have been as successful in any other city? Good question. So I started freelancing while I was in college 
and got some of my clients then. Um, and then when I came to New York, there was definitely a lot of networking involved. So I don't think I could have met the same people and grown my network as much if I were in any other city. And that definitely helped grow my business. There's so many people here. So networking is so much. It's just, you know, a subway ride away. Um, so do you mm-hmm. have any advice for creatives um, starting their own businesses? Creative studying their own business. I would say talk to other people who've gone through the journey. Um, find a couple of mentors that you can talk to, people who can really encourage you and support you and give you advice along the way. Because I always believe in learning from others versus figuring everything out from scratch from yourself. Because if other people have all this knowledge that they've already accumulated, why not? Why not learn from their mistakes and start where they've stopped? That makes total sense. Great advice. Okay, so you gave birth in the middle of the chaos, especially in the very beginning. Um, So March 11th is when you first went into labor. Can you tell us um, right before you went into labor, what was it like watching the news? What was going through your mind? Right before, I remember I stopped taking the subways for a couple weeks before my due date just to be safe. And that felt a little bit strange, but it was also nice because I was so big and so uncomfortable that it was nice just sitting in a car and not having to take public transportation. Yeah. Um, so that was a plus. And yeah, I don't think it really registered how the world and the city would change because I was so wrapped up in third trimester pregnancy until after I came out of the hospital and realized how empty the streets were. I realized that this pandemic was so real that's when it became really real wow definitely i can only imagine and and what did it feel like to head to the hospital two weeks earlier than expected definitely the feeling of everything was unplanned none of the baby clothes were washed um nothing was set up in our apartment (laughs) i my water broke around 1 a.m at night so it was kind of a frantic rush to the hospital and knowing that nothing would be ready when I got home, that was a scary thought. But everything worked out. So everything always worked out. Yeah, yeah. And then tell me, what was your experience at the hospital? What With the doctors, nurses, what new rules and precautions did you see in place? People were definitely really careful. Lots of questionnaires before they admit you, like they take your temperature. Um, So when I got to the hospital, they hadn't implemented any of the rules yet. But while I was there, they started implementing all the rules. I remember right after I delivered, um, the family in the room next to us, they had all this family there. And the nurses were in there trying to get everyone to leave because they had suddenly implemented this new rule like half an hour ago that no family was allowed. And that was, it must have been really hard for that other family who had just given birth and being told that her family had to leave and not be there with her. What is your advice for new mothers who might be headed to the hospital now with these new concerns? I think the journey of becoming a mother starts when you get pregnant um, and you have this special bond with your baby and the process of birth is scary, but it's also really beautiful. And you know that if you trust your body, you know that your body will be able to get the baby out one way or another despite what's going on around you. And I would really just encourage new mothers to 
trust their instincts, listen to their bodies, and advocate for themselves. Um, especially during this time where I know that they're required to wear a mask during labor, like they're required to do all these things that normally wouldn't be required of them. But if they are uncomfortable and they need water and they need assistance to really advocate for themselves. Wow, definitely. And did you have to wear a mask? I did not. When we left the hospital, we were required to wear a mask, but not when I was admitted. Wow. Yeah. The, such a cra- crazy time. Um, and your husband also works in PR. How was it for him trying to work and help with the baby? So we had expected for him to take around three weeks off. Um, and it did not happen because of his job in PR and crisis management. It was an extremely busy time, especially the first two weeks after I gave birth. So that was really difficult with him working full time and me taking care of the baby and us all being in the same little one bedroom apartment. That was definitely crazy memories that I'll have for the rest of my life. Oh, that's crazy. I, I just crazy timing. It's insane. Um, and what was your parents and your in-laws uh, response when they finally got to see their grandson? So my in-laws still have not seen Charlie. They're still what? in Long Island. They have not made oh. it into the city yet. I know it's really sad. We've FaceTimed a lot. So they've seen him on screen and I'm sure he recognizes their voices by now. Um, but my mm. parents saw him after quarantining for two weeks and it was super emotional when they finally stepped foot inside our apartment and got to hold him. I definitely started tearing up. They were just really happy to actually hold him. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> and then what, <laughs> what was Perry, your Cavalier dog's reaction to the baby? When we got home, he didn't even know we had brought a baby home because we had so many different people taking care of him while we were in the hospital. And I think he was like extroverted out and he was on the couch, had no idea we had brought a car seat and a baby home until a couple hours later. And then he was like, oh, there's a new member of the family. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> is he like friendly? Really well. Yeah, oh, he's good. super friendly. He's very cautious around the baby. Um, oh. He tries to lick him all the time. How cute. Oh, I love that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, and how have you found support virtually during this time from friends, family and other mothers? So I'm part of the Upper West Side Moms group. And we formed a little like group chat amongst some of the moms that gave birth during the same time. That's been really supportive, just talking to other mothers. We're going through all of this right now. Um, and most of what we talk about is like developmental things with our kids. Like, how is your baby sleeping? How often are they eating? Are you sleeping? That's <laughs> really helpful, <laughs> commiserating and also encouraging each other during this time. That's so great. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, I'm so glad that you have each other during this time. What has been the most rewarding moment so far as a new mom? I think watching your baby smile at you is so rewarding. Oh, man, I'm going to (laughs) cry. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I think when they're content, you're really content. And obviously when they're, like, sad and fussy, it makes you really sad. But the minute that, like their cries turn to smiles like your whole world just changes 
Oh, that's so wonderful. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to hopefully one day meet this beautiful baby Charlie very soon. I hope. Oh, my goodness. That's so wonderful. So wonderful. Um, and do you think and also, that you know, postpartum yeah. hormones are really real? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. I've heard that's uh, it's such a crazy time. I think right now everyone's already saddened and and feeling a lot right now and and for you to be dealing with all of this plus you know just crazy amounts of things to deal with I really give you such props that you know you are an unsung hero trying to take care of this baby by yourself Um, I also read in your story that you know you thought like because you didn't really have the support you originally were expecting with your parents you know, they came in two weeks earlier, which was only a day before your actual uh, labor. And then, um, you know, they had to do their self-quarantine. So for the first two weeks, you were so much on your own that, you know, it's just you did so, so much already. And I give you such props. And seriously. Thank you. I feel like as new moms, we all have to just figure it out on our own in some way. And I feel like I had this crash course of doing it, but there's so many moms out there who are going through so much um, and like people who are going through much more than I am. And I really give props to them too. Absolutely. So how can we help? Um, how can we help the new moms in, in, that we know that are our friends, our family? Is there anything that you wish other people knew? I think checking in on them periodically just to see how they're doing versus asking, how's the baby doing? Cause Once you have a baby, everyone thinks about the baby and they kind of forget about the mom. So really keeping in mind that of what the mom is going through and being there for her. Um, I had a couple of friends recently send me Mother's Day gifts. And that was so touching that they Mm -hmm. remember that it's my first Mother's Day. So I think that's really important just to be there for the moms, too. That's beautiful. Happy early Mother's Day. This is uh, so exciting. Wow. (laughs) This is such a so exciting um your first mother's day and then do you think that you will probably live in new york you know continuing possibly forever i would love to continue to live in new york and raise charlie here i think it's so special to raise a kid in the city to be able to walk everywhere and we have all these fun museums and we have central park and it's just a really unique experience to grow up in the city so i really hope to be here for the long term That's so great. I love it. And then um, how do you think New Yorkers will change after this? And what do you hope that everyone learns from this experience? I think New Yorkers have become more empathetic and friendlier during this whole thing. Um, And the thing that like stands out the most to me is during the 7 p.m. clap for our healthcare workers how enthusiastic we've become and cheering for other people. So I think this whole pandemic has brought us closer together, has helped us feel more for each other, be more empathetic and be more encouraging and really understand other people's struggles too. Absolutely. So well said. Um, and, And where can we connect with you on social? You can connect with me on Instagram. I am literally on there almost every hour of the day. Yes. Uh, my, handle, <laughs> my handle is Pinsilei, P-I-N-S-I-L-E-I. And I'd love to hear from you guys and 
see what you guys are up to and encourage you and talk to you and answer any other questions you might have about motherhood and living in the city. Oh, you are so sweet. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. And thank you for creating this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more NYC resources like ebooks and videos, visit nyclocalguides.com. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.